They say he came into this world from some place off the clock. That his mother was an ice cold wind, his paw a fiery rock. It's told that on some starless nights his rig could up and glow. And folks who say they saw it coming swear they didn't see it go. lot of legends told when you ride the long hard slab of some who say the man is good and some who say he's bad but all agree who've ever tried to play a cheating hand you only get one chance to draw against the highwayman Welcome back, it's TV's 55, you know what that means, it's time to get down, it's time to get dirty, it's time to talk wasteland. Right, we're gonna warm you up for our big 5th anniversary episode coming on Wednesday, of course, Road Warrior, by showing one of the many rip-offs, of, excuse me, inspired by Road Warrior. If you want to hear the full conversation, of course, you'll have to tune in Wednesday. Of course, well, why wouldn't you? It's fucking Road Warrior. We're going to get into all kinds of details about Road Warrior, why it's better than uh, Fury Road, why it is the Road uh, Mad Max movie. In my Uh, opinion, the greatest action movie ever made. If not greatest movie. It's my favorite movie. You're a Terminator guy. You're Uh, an Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, Schwarzenegger's my dude, but. And here you are saying Road Warrior, number one. Yeah, I I already said in the. the, This is a teaser. In the episode. Mel Gibson gets the pass. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. I'm just not, I'm I'm riding with Mel. I don't give a shit. Yeah, he's got his flaws like everyone else. That's right. Yes, he might be racist. He might be misogynistic. He might be anti-Semitic, but he's he's also <laughs> Mad Max. So I just put my blinders on and go. No, he's just Mad Max. <laughs> so and that's I, your, and Martin Riggs, another great character. But that, Mad Max is the best. That is your teaser for the episode, of course. Yeah. You'll get more understanding about where we're coming from in the whole world of why Road Warrior is better. And again, this is one of its ilk. This is one of the inspired, spawn, if you will, the spawns of Mad Max. People trying world. to get that jump on that bandwagon and failing, falling. And oh, being yeah. run over the under the wheels. If you've ever seen an '80s show where a guy, early '90s show where a guy's living in the desert, dressed in uh, fucking leather for some reason, it's because of Mad Max. Yeah. His inspirations is, are everywhere. George Miller fucking nailed it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's Wednesday. This is today. This is Highwayman. <laughs> show that uh, Griff had no, never heard of. Correct. No, of course I haven't heard of this. I, Why would I have heard of this? It only lasted like 10 episodes. And it's not like Murray, obviously. Okay, come on. We'll get there. We'll get I there. I think this came out the year you were born, if not earlier. It was 87, I okay. believe. So it was the year I was born. Why would I remember this? Because it's like... I barely remember it, and I've seen the show. It's taken yeah. us, you know, you know. we're we're running on five years now? 
Five, well, there's a fifth anniversary, yes. Yeah, five years now. Yeah. So we're running on five years now, and there's names in this show that we've only come to love like through this show. Yeah. So I've learned about them in you know, my early 30s, half the characters that show up in this show. This show, the cast is stacked. It's, an all, it's a G&G all-star cast. Oh, yeah. And it's going, for, it's alto for waste. It's, it's, you're like, how did you blow it? Five years ago, you say, Griff, there's this show called The Highwayman. <laughs> uh, Matt Berryman. Michael Bear. Michael Bear. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I knew it was an M. Boop, uh, boop, boop, as, as Mike, <laughs> Mike, would, Mike would know. God, guys, we've already recorded Wednesday's episode. <laughs> then we thought we were going to relax for a little bit, and our good buddy Sean Pigeon. Uh, From the Iron up. Eagle episode. Check that out. Yeah, all great. Great Classic friend of episode. ours. He popped in. That's how it happens here at Golden Globes Theater. Yeah, Friends just pop yeah. in. And so our our oh man our vocal cords have been running the fucking uh, marathon here. Yeah, I, we almost didn't do it, but the notes took so fucking long. Like we have to do it. We got to get it out there. Got to get it out before Road Warrior. We can't. We, we, can't, we can't take you down from the highs of Road Warrior to Highwayman. We need to take you from the lows of Highwayman to the highs of Road That's Warrior. Right. Thankfully, Murray still got his Whippets hookup, so we just went yes. down. We, we got, got some a couple, poppers. We got some canisters, and we just huffed them real quick. You, <laughs> might, hear, you might hear a pop here and there. It's just a little us. dizzy, but I'm going to get through it. We got to get through this shit because we wanted to talk about this movie. Okay, I got to Michael Behrman. Yeah, Michael Behrman. Uh, and then we got, oh, right next there, Michael, or Michael, <laughs> God damn it, Michael Branscombe Richmond. Yes. <laughs> we haven't done a Renegade episode in forever. Full Native American glory, Branscombe oh, yeah. Richmond. And he is actually playing a Native American. I have no idea. Well, I've always said, I don't know what he is. He's a citizen of the world. He could be, is he Polynesian? <laughs> is he Hispanic? You know what? I is wanted he a confident, Native American? I wanted a confident. He plays a good Native American, as we know, is Bobby Six Killer. Yes. I wanted to confidently say, oh, yeah, of course he's at it. And then I was like, wait, I actually don't know. <laughs> I've Wikipedia'd him, but this is the awesome thing about. This era because he played Hawaiian on the that oh fuck what was that show with Ginty that there were cops oh in no I don't remember what that was called yeah you asked Hawaiian me to remember a tropic show. or something like that I don't know yeah I don't fuck Hawaiian know. Heat I think it was called that sounds really <laughs> <laughs> Hawaiian oh all right go on we can see Michael Berman Branscombe Richmond go on okay uh who else do we got in here. Wings Hauser. Yes. You had me at Branscombe. Yeah. Michael Berriman, as a course, is a sweet little <laughs> treat. And then you bring in Wings Hauser and Roddy. Rowdy. Roddy Piper. Right. So, what right, the fuck? How can you get these Titans together in one TV pilot? And Murray even has a childhood memory of learning of this show that he missed. Yeah. Biggest. Piper fan <laughs> in school. Yes. I had my uh, Panther shirt on while I was, someone related this to me. You probably just Someone came it. in and said, I'm not even going to let you talk. Someone came in <laughs> one day. Yeah, go ahead. And said, hey, did you see that show with Roddy Piper? On? I'm like, I'm the biggest Roddy Piper fan in the world. I've never heard of this show. What the highway, man? What the fuck are you talking about? And of course, this is back in the day of network TV where they never replayed shit ever again. If you missed it, you missed it. You yeah, never they run, see it again. You would run a pilot, and it's like, yeah. if this got enough attraction, 
we'll run it again. Right, because this is the pilot episode for a show that lasted all of like nine or ten episodes. So this is a whole fucking 90 minutes. So we'll see how long it takes right. us. Yeah, so it was, it, was, it was treated like a movie. It would be on for like, obviously with commercials, it would be two hours. And I was like, what are you talking about? I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And then the show got picked up a couple months later as a series. And then I'm like, okay. Um, of course, obviously, I'm super into Road Warrior. I'm interested. I'm intrigued. Even then, you were into Road Warrior. Yes, yes. You, were, you already had seen Okay. Yeah. Eight years old was the first time I hey, saw Hey, we're just build, we're teasing up to Wednesday's right. episode, Maria. Well, they're, they're going to show up. It's a fucking fifth anniversary. Are they fucking better? It's Road Warrior. So, um... I watched it, and I and Griff can I relate to this after watching the pilot. I was bored out of my mind. I was like, it, it, the premise sounds amazing. It's Mad Max meets Knight Rider, basically. Yes. You have a guy who's clearly trying to make him look like Mad Max. He's got the leather on. Ill-fitting. He's got the like, sleeveless gloves on. Ill-fitting. He's got, he's got a, a, like a shotgun slash Judge Dredd lawgiver. Uh, we'll learn why it's fucking awful throughout and this episode. Play, by the way, the, the highwayman is Sam Jones from Flash Gordon. Oh, wow. Okay. And uh, he does. He has his natural, like, darker hair, so that bleach blonde hair they gave him for Flash. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, what was I saying? Um, oh, I watched... The, this was my beef. Like this, we've, we've learned through our Copping of Feel episodes. I remember almost every show our guests come on to talk about, and I don't... I've never watched any of them because they were boring. Yeah. Because you're on a you're on a TV budget. So you have these great ideas. So the idea is okay, the highwayman is a he patrols the highways of America. He works for a secret government agency. We don't even we're not even told what the government agency is, agency is called in this episode. Sure. So he has this he, he drives a, a a tractor trailer. The cab of the tractor trailer is a helicopter. And inside the trailer is a souped-up like sports car, which you never see in this episode. We, we, we don't get to see but it. But you do see it in the series. following series. There's nine uh, other episodes. There's right. the pilot and then nine episodes. And by the way, the series, they scrapped absolutely everything from what we're going to tell you about in the pilot. The entire cast was changed except for Sam Jones. And they they also got rid of the invisibility that we'll talk about later. Holy on. shit! The most convoluted invisibility you've but ever. Is, not as seen. bad as it looked, you could tell this at the time probably cost a shitload of money to make this show because there are some special effects and there's a lot of stunt work and a lot of B level star power. Oh shit, ton! This is I, I I weep at the fucking power of the cast we have in this, and we're not given what we deserve. We right. deserve. Like, when me and Murray were talking about this, if we were casting people back in the 80s, it, you know, and Murray was working on a different studio and I was working in a different studio, I, and I called him and said, Murray, you won't believe who I got on the same fucking show. And I listed all those names. He'd be like, are you fucking – this is going to be the biggest <laughs> fucking show ever. Right. And then you watch the pilot, and I'd call you and be like, hey, how'd you feel about that pilot? And you'd just be like, uh – Bad connection. I gotta go. Bye. Because you wouldn't want to hurt my feelings. Yeah. But then when we saw each other, you'd be like, Griff, um, wow, what the fuck happened? Because this show drops the ball. <laughs> yeah. You don't see anything cool until about hour 25 until the 90 minute movie. If I'm allowed to, I want to relate it to probably one of the most tragic uh, moments of your uh, late teens or 
I, maybe your mid team when uh, Isaiah is, when the Pistons are passing the ball. And, I was just thinking about yeah. that play recently. And too. Larry Bird reaches out, steals the ball, <laughs> swishes it to beat the Pistons. He doesn't swish it. He takes a pass to uh, Dennis Johnson, who makes a layup. Oh, but it's in your memory. I, I, clearly. Yes, this is a thirty-five-year-old memory, and it's like clear as day. Right. I can't remember what I ate yesterday for dinner. I'm no. not even joking about that. That used to be one of our early jokes. Yeah. That was but I remember this. It's like seared into my fucking brain. It's amazing. It and broke my heart. Back when I cared about things, <sighs> it just broke my heart. Maybe the to this day, I despise the Boston Celtics. because They're, they're yeah. worthy of despise, though. Well, all Boston sports teams are. That's right. Well, Even Jack, who lives you, in Boston, will agree with us on that. Are you happy to hear that Boston uh, Bruins, who are the number one team in the NHL, got bounced in the first round? Of course I am. I'm yeah. always happy to hear that. We'll see what happens to the Celtics. So here's the thing about Highwaymen. I told you they scrap, they fire everybody but Sam Jones. And so they, they're like, we need, they even realized we blew it. We dropped the ball. We let Larry Bird steal the pass. <laughs> Thank you. So we need to re- Reorganize, do something different. I know we're going to have a guy named Chaco on the show. Now, Griff, are you familiar with a man named Chaco? You, I swear you've mentioned him in an Australian episode in the past. Please. <laughs> does this me. does this ring any bells? What's the longest lasting battery you can buy? Laboratory tests prove in most devices, Energizer lasts longer than any other battery. You Energizer. Okay, let me tell you people about Jacko. If you've seen the uh, Australian Simpsons episode where Bart has to get kicked in the ass for uh, what did he do? What did he do? Wait, what did he do? He disgraced their flag or something? He did something. He did something offensive. Yeah. You'll learn that in the mid-'80s, all of America fell in hopelessly in love with Australia. Isn't that great that The Simpsons did such a good job of just encapsulating that? That, that was, that's what they used to do when yeah. they were, it was a good show. When it was a good show. Wait, 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 did you call that a toad? I call them whiz-bangers. I think that's what they call the toads. Oh, they had the same like gargly team that The Simpsons have in their own town. What? You called that a toad? I was going to call it a whiz-banger. i got to watch that episode again. It it's like, a good one. Yeah, I can put it on. After we get done with this. Well, we're only going to have like 20 minutes by the time so we're So we all fell in love, of course, with the lovable Paul Hogan. Of course, I fell in love with Australia. I'm, of course, I'm always ahead of everyone else, ahead of the curve. I fell in love with Australia because of Road Warrior. Really? You could tell that was Australia and Road Warrior. I could. Was it the Chalky Walkie? Exactly. Chink-a-chank? It, it is, because I, I, we got a few Australian uh, listeners, and you guys have the most childish slang. Like it, <laughs> It's like you got this big thug guy. Like you said, oh, I'm going to go try some chalky walkie right now. You just put like an like a, like a IE Why, yeah. on the end of every word, and that's your slang. Yeah. I'm going to have some brekkie. I want to tell you, it's like just to play into that. It's like athletes and everything. That's their language. You know how young athletes are when they break in? Early 20s and everything. They're basically children. They have yeah. no thought for themselves. They just play sport. Yeah. And that's what they do. They're like Verlander, Verlandi, Scherzer, Scherzai. It's just, yeah. It's, it's add, like, wait, what? That doesn't add a Y at the end of the word, and it's just, it's cool. Y or I-E? So, all right. Because yeah, Crocodile Dundee was for. You mean, all right. All right. 
right. We'll get we'll we'll get back with wings. So um, we're tired. Yeah, it's yeah, a slapstick yeah. episode. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna enjoy this three hour episode, please, people, or else. <laughs> so, like I said, we fell in love with Crocodile Dundee. The rest of the world did. Of I fell in love with Mad Max. Yeah. So. All of a sudden, we had people like Kylie Minogue and Yahoo Serious, garbage people. But I, Kylie you know, Minogue is my first pop star crush. Well, she is a pretty girl. I say that much. Yeah, she should have worn the, the leotard and uh, Street Fighter. Street Fighter, yeah. but she dropped the ball there. Much like these beat makers of this show dropped the ball. Then there was a character. This is uh, before Dennis Rodman came out. He was like the original Dennis Rodman. This. Wacky, I think he was either an Australian football or rugby player. How's he right against the Boz, though? Not even close. The Boz is cool. Okay. This guy is a... I think even he knows he's a comedic character. Okay. His name was Chaco. And I have no idea. He probably was awful at his sport, but he was a colorful character. He might have been a superstar. I don't know. I don't give a fuck about rugby. He had a novelty song in Australia called I'm an Individual. I want to hear that. We might. Hey, maybe we'll play I a little. I am an individual. It's, it's not that good. <laughs> so let's imagine Quentin Tarantino's face with a kind of a kind of a muscular body and spiky blonde <laughs> hair because it was the 80s after all. Spiky yeah. blonde hair was in. Liber- yeah. And he, he did, before there was the Energizer Bunny, there was the Energizer Jacko. And he introduced the, the one thing contri- contribution he did to America was introducing the word "oi" because yeah. he would end every every commercial with "oi." Never heard that in like a punk show. The "oi oi oi." I was never in. I don't like "oi" music. Yeah, but no. I, I, at the time, I, I was too young. I wasn't listening to punk at the time. So oh, I'm okay. sure if I was a little more seasoned, I would have gotten that what an oi is. I was gonna say. I was like. I was like. Even I feel like the subhumans use like an yeah, oi here and there, have. not obsessively like no. some of the. More anthem punk, yeah. But... Dropkick Murphys or something like Ugh, that. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> let's not. Because Don't ruin my mood. Boston, once again. I've seen them live. Let's not ruin my mood. Yeah, was there a lot of guys with those little caps? Murray, know. it's like you were there. <laughs> got that's like suspenders. It, that's as like, simple as it is. They all look like nineteen twenties, like street kids or something. Right. Like that. And you know what? Bless them. But fuck, it's not for me. God damn it. It's not a world for me either. Jacko was. Big for about two months, but that was that in that two months he felt he, he was he was brought onto the series. He's not in. I'm, I don't want to get everyone excited. The Jacko, the Jackaholics out there. Yeah. He's not in this episode. And they, hey, the only Jackaholics he, we recognize around here are Jack Battler fans, right? And he stretched himself by playing the Caragetto. So he stretched wanna, I, himself, yes, because he had a, lines. He, yeah, well, he had to answer to Jetto instead of Jacko. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I just wanted to put that out there as much ado about nothing of what we're going to talk about. Yeah, you fucking swallow that audience. I could, I could check our notes. Your cat wasn't fucking sitting on my. The notes. cat is enamored by this. He loved the highwayman, unlike us. But he's a sleepy motherfucker. Well, one thing we did love. He would like you to move his toy so he could sleep were, in his normal if spot, you were though. Paying attention to our opener, you know. I know Joe Corey noticed the the smooth, deep voice of one William Conrad, aka Cannon. Check that copping a feel episode out. That's a good copping a feel, right? Almost as good as this one. This tippy tap, I should say. Well, yeah, I was gonna, uh, He he tells you everything you need to know. You heard it. Mom was the wind. Dad was a hot rock. Right. So all right, we're all set. We got that. Didn't didn't the intro totally? T- it, it did to me. I don't I don't know if you feel the same way. It just reeked of 
mid '90s syndicated like action adventure. Like it would come. This show would come on after Xena or something like that. Murray, we're gonna come clean here. Sean showed up. I didn't get to rehear it. I watched this episode for the notes a few days ago. I remember three or four <laughs> scenes from this. So the notes are going to be doing heavy lifting. We might get through this really quickly because this is just a pass-through type of fucking show. There's a lot of going back and forth. I wanted wings on a fucking bond just serving it up. Hot dog salad down my throat. We don't get any of that. Yeah, well, wing is good in it. He's good. He's just not in it enough. But they don't let Wings spread his wings. <laughs> Murray, I'm sorry. You're right, because this was early in Wings' career. He didn't have the command of the the, the set that he has now. Do you or... think Get Evans' uh, sizzle reel helped Wings get over? It did with me. Because, I mean, we watched that and we're just like, this is a fucking guy. Put him in your movie. Improv, line reads, anything. Right. Shakespeare, Hamlet. All right. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyway, and he, he loves bullets, which plays a part in this. We got a nobody character, right? Mandy. Mandy. Who the fuck's this? Mandy Merrick. She is. We'll learn is the daughter of the villain, stepdaughter of the villain. She's driving down the roads because all this show takes place strictly in the American Southwest. There's a lot of desert, a lot of dust, a lot of sand, and she's driving. I couldn't. We were. We're watching this on the, the a VHS rip because nobody yes. remembers this show. This show, every single show that's ever existed has been put on DVD except for this show. Yeah, there's a, like this is kind of cool thing about that old age of TV where, like you said, I am the biggest Road Warrior fan. I would have known about this show. I'm the biggest Roddy Piper fan. I would have known about this show. You missed it. It basically right. doesn't exist to you. Right. The only reason we have this is because somebody happened to VCR record it and uploaded it to the Internet Archive. Beautiful <laughs> website, people. Like, Spider-Man's all over that place. Go check it out. Wow. Oh, wow, wow, wow. Yeah. I did it backwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Oh, God. That's so- we need to do another one of those. Yeah, we do. So, it's... Very hard to see. It's very yes. blurry. Very blurry. But we did our best. Yes. So we open up with Mandy. I I believe she's driving a Ferrari. Correct me if I'm wrong, Jack. That's the car you want to fuck. Yeah. It looked very Magnum esque. I'm gonna go with Ferrari. She's just la 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 la. And yeah. then these these ragamuffins, these these buccaneers, these thieves. What, what does it remind you of? A scene straight out of. The Road Warrior. Oh, right. Well, Mad Max even more so. There you go. And we got the the who's who of G&G actors. They come out on their... They're riding like ATVs. They're riding motorcycles. We got Geronimo, played by the great Branscombe Richmond, tapping into his possible Native American roots. We don't know. We don't know. We got the man himself, Rowdy Roddy Piper, his preacher. Why, do we, why is he called a preacher? Because he's wearing... Okay, he's got the, the shirt with a collar that a priest would wear, yet the sleeves and the back are removed. He's yeah. just wearing the front. Yeah. It's like almost like an apron, a priest apron. It's good. It's a good look. I, it's one of the things I appreciate all these old fucking shows. It seems like the people just picked out the... They were told, here's your character, you're a biker, but you're a preacher. 
And he was just like, oh, yeah, brother, here's what I'm going to do. This is probably the first thing Piper did after he retired. Cause that might have been, yeah. And, he was, and he's ripped. He's looking good. He was looking really Tan amazing. Like, Piper has not always looked like fucking jacked or anything because right. he was a yeah. man of the mouth. Yeah, he's on the gas on this. Yeah. Really. Oh, uh, yeah. And it, he looks fucking great. And then we got uh, Nudas. I know this guy. We Of course, we love John Matuzak. This is similar character, Lyle Elzado playing Iron Butt. Say that slower. Lyle Alzado. Every time you say it, I hear it as one word. It flows so well. Like I That's why he was a star. Kudos to their parents for coming up with such a fucking cool name for that last name. But man, Lyle they came up with the, they made up their last name. Well, too. no, I'm not saying they yeah. can't but they figured out a name that flowed into it. So when you say it, I'm like, wait, what did you just Lyle say? Lyle Alzado, who is the star of a show called Learning the Ropes, which had 80s wrestlers, Rod, uh, Road Warriors, and Ric Flair on it. It was a sitcom about, a, uh, a, I think, a dad who was a teacher who moonlighted as a masked wrestler. I'm trying to talk our buddy Pete, uh, Pete uh, Paul London, to there come on to tell us what's what did they get right about wrestling? What did they get wrong? I'm working on that. Maybe that would be fun. But yes, Lyle Zeta, and then of course our, the the delightful Gremlinish Michael Barrowman as Chrome Dome. They're a gang called the Blue bullets. Okay, and they're just—they're like just marauding. They're like, ah, fucking uh, a Piper is like, hey, lady, I'm gonna get you. Right. They end up running her off the road, and so she veers off. They all surround her. She gets out of the car. What do you want from me? Branscomb apparently for, for we've always said this for years. Branscombe is more than a henchman. He oh, should yeah. be a fucking leader. And he's the leader of this group, the Blue Bullets. He's every bit of the Al Young, but he wanted to be like more in the foreground. He wanted to be a speaking lines. He wanted to be a full-on actor. People just didn't push him like he should have been pushed. Right. He's one of those wrestlers where, you know, we're not we're not the people who say every mid-carder needs their chance at the heavyweight belt. Branscombe deserves it. Right. He's amazing. He's and it, earned it. He absolutely has. And he is in full-on Native American drag. He has all the accoutrements, all the jewelry. War paint. Well, I thought it was supposed to be war paint. He looks like he's wearing rouge. He just has little spots of red on his just cheeks. Just needs to accentuate his powerful cheeks and jaw. And he whoops out a knife on um, Amanda, Mandy, and we learn that... They were a, a part. They were in the war together. We don't. I'm assuming Vietnam, since this show came on. I don't Vietnam, know where this right? fucking time this show is supposed to be set. I think is like Mad Max. Just yeah, in you the, know what? I don't in the know. recent in the in the recent future. Whatever Reese. that means. In the recent distant past future. So they were in the, a war together, and they yeah. were the blue. That was their squadrons called. And then Lyle Zeta shows out the worst. Like. I didn't know what the well, obviously the, the picture was so blurry I couldn't tell. Yeah. I thought it was a spider. I don't know what it was like a it was like a it was supposed to be a bullet with like speed lines going off. Of. Right. Like like we watched but, and I know it was in a bad drawing. The placement was bad. It was like terrible. Right the crook of his elbow. It was weird. We watch a lot of bad like not bad. We watch a lot of eighties wrestling. I'm still burpy as fuck. <laughs> uh we watch a lot of eighties wrestling and it's like you see like the tiny little Tasmanian devil tattoo. Yeah, you like eighties were not great. Like obviously tattoos became a thing yeah, in the two thousands and everything. Well nineties, yeah. Nineties, two thousands, they went off the fucking charts. But in the eighties you were still getting 
weird, bad tattoos, bad placement. Right off the wall, flash tattoos. Exactly. You like didn't have it, anyone design a tattoo for right, you. Right. It didn't become the, the industry yet. And so, yeah, this kind of kind of scans. Yeah. And we learned that her father was part of the Blue Bullets, but he betrayed these guys. And they're going to take it out on poor Mandy. So Geronimo, he's ready to go all the way. Hey, mamacita. This, this scene... It's very odd considering what we learn later on. Like it's almost like he's gonna rape her. Like he just, he starts cutting her shirt open. Yeah, I w- I was like worried. I was like, Brands come. I don't like you this way, man. Come on. Not only does uh, he doesn't like it, Preacher doesn't like it. Piper. He's like, hey, man, we gotta stop this. You're going do a little it in too a far. better Piper voice. I don't have a Piper. More voice. gravelly. Just do a more gravelly no, voice. He's not gravelly. Hey, just he just there. got a thick Canadian accent by way of Scotland. Oh, okay. <laughs> and so as you're just about to I don't know is this like a, this is like a primetime show like are they really gonna fucking rape this chick all of a sudden we see a semi come out on a dirt road slowly ever so slowly as a semi would do which is why a semi should never be an action movie vehicle no 150,000 percent also it very much had the effect of modern wrestling's music hits and the heels stop doing everything they're doing to go and this is, ladies and gentlemen, the Highway Man, played by Sam Jones. He pulls up. Uh, uh, clearly, obviously, the semi also is reminiscent of Road Warrior. They're trying to give you like the, those feels for Road Warrior, failing horribly. Horribly opens up the rig because it's 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 like it's like a helicopter on top of like where an engine and the wheels would be. So it's very high up. Yeah, it's it's a strange vehicle. He gets out in his leathers. He's and he he like he's like hanging outside the door, and he's like, "Hey, leave that little lady alone." Murray, impressions. Uh, you only get one of them. First impressions. That is. How are you feeling after our first impression of the Highwayman? It's not horrible. I think. I mean, he's got the square jaw. He's got a heroic look to him. I'm you not think gonna, so? I'm okay. not going to totally shit on Sam Jones. Okay. I mean, he's okay. He's no fucking Mel Gibson. He's not as beautiful as Mel Gibson is. Oh, I forgot to mention, he silently runs over their motorcycles. There's yep. not, a, not a peep makes it out of it. And <laughs> doesn't a, fuck up his like rig at all. Not a hiss, not a squeak, them. not a peep. I I just I don't I don't know what to think about this. How does he he asks, is this what war heroes do when they return? How did he fucking know anything about the situation? Was he like eavesdropping like behind a bush? Thank you. He somehow knows. Maybe he saw the tattoo. It was like I recognize that <laughs> shitty tattoo. He might because he's looking for a character named Bo Zyker, who's also was a you member know what? of the Blue Bulls. Which means he studied on it. Well, We're about to learn that the Highwayman is a federal it's a weird story. <laughs> it's a it's some <laughs> you, kind of government organization. It's so secret it doesn't have a name. Yes, and most people in the government don't know it exists. Yes, because apparently, and we, we learn on a, a voiceover from William Conrad that most crimes and I didn't realize this happen on the road. <laughs> so they have juris they have complete jurisdiction on the road, any road. Because remember, if you're a cop, you can't go past your city limits. You know, you're like you got you have to stop. You right. can't chase. They can go any as long as it's on a road. They cannot stop a highway. I, I wonder what makes a road a road. Like th- again, I talked it's about it. Blacktop, concrete. Oh, it line. has to be. It can't be a dirt road. 
I don't know. Because they're on that's a dirt a good, road. That's a good question. They're on a dirt road here. But they came off a blacktop. I don't know. It's very... Because I feel like... I don't like, know the, the rules of highwaymen. Right. I brought up Jack, Jack Kerouac in the Road Warrior episode, and I feel like Jack Kerouac poem laws apply here, and it's like any road is a man's road. And so... Maybe could, this is why the show got canceled. It was, it, so, it was too confusing. Right. The rules are too confusing. That was a thing back in the 80s. It was like, hey, the rules don't make sense. Our audience can't follow it. So anyways, Highwayman's trying to... Uh, you know, enforces justice here. He asks for Bozike because at, at this moment, cause we're, like we're just as confused as you guys are. So I'm thinking, is he like a bounty hunter? Like he's just because he's looking for Bozyker. And Geronimo, like he challenges Geronimo's giving him a little sass, so he challenges him to draw. This is like an old west. And Geronimo backs down. He can't quite do it. He can't pull his gun. He can do a lot of other things, Geronimo can, but he, he can't a lot, pull Apparently, we learned Geronimo's a lot more talk than he has action. Uh, yeah, that's a good and point. And so Highwayman, because that's his name. He has no name. It's he Highway must have Man. been on a road, and Geronimo must know about Highwaymen, though, to know that he's like, hey, I'm fucked. So he tells him, if you see your, bo- your boy, Bo, you tell him I'm looking for him. And he's like, Mandy... You can go off, little lady. And she chops in her car, and she takes out. And then Michael Barrowman, Chrome Dome, what about our machines? And then Highwayman just goes, Mike, I guess you're going to look for a good body shop. Our credits roll over. They prepare us for a new force of the law, the Highwayman. It's kind of trying to embrace like what the show's supposed to be about. Yeah. Is there any more than that that we no, need to this, come I also with? want to point out, this was, I think, Glenn Larson's last uh, show he created. Of course, he's most famous for doing the original 70s Battlestar Galactica, another show that bored me to tears as a child. Jesus Christ. So, all right. So now, he's got a style. Boring. <laughs> yes. Well, because there's no budget in TV. Nobody, like, put money into TV. Right. And to have, like, a high-tech, you know, fucking... We saw George Miller do this twice to fucking great success. Yeah. And here's this guy, no creative input. So even though he's got some of the best B act I'm sorry, some of the best B actors ever. Some of the some of the best B actors ever. Hey, I didn't see a Drago in there. He didn't get all oh the Oh my bump. God. That would be the ultimate. <laughs> he had been Merrick instead of fucking Watergate criminal G Gordon Liddy? Yes. G Gordon Liddy from Watergate is in this fucking thing. <laughs> Murray said that, and he immediately shoved the mic away. You, I, I didn't. Know I you shoved were, it away because I thought I was going to sneeze. I didn't know you were so fucking like uh, triggered by G. Gordon Liddy. <laughs> well, it, it, in a way, it does offend me. He was a criminal, and he got a, a fucking acting career. He was on an episode of Miami, Miami Vice too. Don't you just love that? How we're like, hey, if you're in politics, you can do a crime. If you're a okay. uh, conservative criminal, it's okay. Oh, you know he. And, well, he's. Nixon. He worked for Nixon. That's right, but still, it's like, I, I don't know. I don't know how the fuck he got... He, for briefly in the 80s, he had an acting career. It was it was a weird time. Man. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. We really are. So now we have this character named Dawn, who's very similar to the DJ in Warriors, where yes, she is call. a DJ. And I, I also think another reason why this show is probably very expensive, they licensed a lot of like music that was popular at the yes, time. Yes, that's exactly what I thought, too. First thing we hear is uh, some music from the Bangles, who were hot at the time. And then DJ Don, played by Claudia Christian, who uh, in my mind is most famous for playing the stripper in the classic Kyle MacLachlan movie, The Hidden, but she's been in some other shit. And oh, that's a fucking good movie. Yeah, we might have to do it. I watched sometime. that one back in October. So good. Yeah. 
And so she's like doing her DJ thing, and she's talking about I'm. And this next song's for the Highway Man. It's called "Hip to Be Square," because there's nothing cooler than a Huey Lewis song. Right. And they play that song, so uh, Huey just was breaking in the money. He probably made a dollar off us watching this episode. Yeah. So, at, like, we just heard uh, Don just do this whole pitch and everything. Highway Man calls up Don. Right. She, like you said, is like kind of the mediator for the whole fucking world. For this organization. Or, yeah, for this organization, which is the perfect ploy. She's living two careers. She's just a DJ, but she's also the earpiece for this secret highway. She disseminates on the airwaves all the knowledge because he's not the only highwayman. There are other highwaymen. Yeah, right. I mean, Jetto is a highway. I'm sure that comes up in the series that we'll never go into <laughs> because you're going to learn by the end of this episode why. So Don is giving him a lot of shit because he needs to see Mr. Toto about upgrading his system. Because Highwayman, he's one of those guys who thinks with his guts. He doesn't rely on technology. He hates it. He So he tries to avoid any upgrades to his gear that he I'm glad you understood where this story was going because I was like, I don't, I don't have a fucking clue what he's doing. I don't get it. I don't care. I'm writing notes. I want to get through this. He's about doing detective work, t- groundwork, and he's like, I got to lead at the gear, the gear jammer bar, so I don't have time for Mister Moto. I mean, Mister Toto. So. And, and then, then he mentions, you know what, you with all your leather and your red bandanas and your chains, what's that about? And he's like, it's, it intimidates people. People know I like to fist. Oh, they, yeah. okay. He straight like, up tells them that. Yeah. Does he ever have, I wonder if he's ever actually fisted somebody in front of people just to show them he will. Of course he is. Oh, okay. Cut to the Blue Bullets. They live in this little shanty town. And they're drinking and like carrying on. They're doing the classic uh, bad guy <laughs>, laughs all the time. <laughs> no, with Griff, it's <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, no, that hurts me. And they're like, we realize that like they're uh, they're gonna talk. They're look, waiting for Bo to show up, the leader of the group. And they were going, don't wait till we tell we fucked up the highway man. That guy was a pussy. And they're like, you know. Full of shit, obviously. Because the Howie man like fucking turned him out. Conversation takes a left turn, strong left turn. We learn these people, they're not that bad of folks really, at yeah, all. You, I mean, they were gonna rape a girl, well, just having the audacity to be the stepdaughter of their fucking enemy. Right, of course. Because <laughs> she went to that expensive college, as they pointed exactly. out. Exactly. It was blue collars turning on white collars and everything, right. and so you know, class we learned- warfare. Yep, that's right. And so we're learning that, you know, these guys, they're they're cool and everything. They just don't have any job opportunities. When they're not raping women or threatening rape, they're exactly. pretty cool. When they're not doing horrible crimes to people, not, you know, victimless. For guys that are so broken out of work, how did they repair? They, they got new bikes? They just stole some new bikes? They, I have new bikes all of a sudden. Yeah, good point. Yeah, you're right. But it's like, you know, there's a lot of victimless crimes you could commit. But no, they're like, no, we're just going to go to, uh, you know, stopping, assaulting people, robbing them, uh, gunpoint, all that shit. There's a lot of victimless crimes. Well, why are they doing that, Griff? Because they have no job opportunities. Because they were truck drivers themselves, and they, they took our jobs. They got railroaded. They got they got accused of a crime, much like the A team. They did not commit, so they lost their driver tickets. They didn't say license. They called them tickets. Uh, it's the reason. future, after all. Exactly. 
And we learned that this Merrick, this played by G. Gordon Liddy, he was also a blue bullet back in the war. He owns the city of Gallico. Hooking by hook and by crook. But here's an interesting fact, Griff. As rich as he is, he has no money in the bank. But for some strangely enough, he does have twenty safety deposit boxes in said bank. What could he be hiding in that bank in those safety deposit boxes? Right. So this is where we get to meet Bo. Played uh, by Jimmy Smits. Jimmy Smits. Famous guy that Griff's never heard of, but he's been That's in right. a lot of shit. Okay. He played the. You would probably best know him as the adopted father of Princess Leia in the prequels. Barely. Well, that's Come what on, he did. I, I was thirteen. Well, I, I would bring up L.A. Law, but that's a show. They came. It was on at the same time. This show was on that you've yeah, never heard. of. I never. Well, I've heard of it. Never seen. He it. He also it's was on NYPD Blue with a, a new G and G favorite, Dennis Franz. Do you know that the prequel Star Wars movies have like one of the biggest fucking followings? Well, yeah, because you got people. It's it's nostalgia factor. You got people who who loved it when they were five, and now they love it again. But you under like, do you follow it at all? No, because I, they I mostly don't... make fun of them. Like they do what we do with our movies. They appreciate it for the fact that George Lucas actually tried to make a unique Star Wars movie, but all they do is make fun of all the dumb shit he put in the movie because George Lucas tried it. So I I appreciate the prequel memes, but man, I anyways, no I got no time for it because I got to get back to the highway, man. So Bo is like, look, boys, we're going to pay that Merrick guy back because we're going to rob that bank that he has no money in. <laughs> the 20 deposits. Well, he we learned he has an inside source that works at the bank to let him know that Merrick has those deposit boxes. And exactly which one they're in. And as he's talking, a young boy named Trav comes out. Papa. Papa, where are you? And like Bo's like, all right, it's my kid. I got to put him in bed. It's too early to be conditioning your hair as much as this kid was. He had the weird. What was going on with his hair? I don't know the hairline. It's just he had like Frankenstein, like with was, a mullet. It was crazy. He, he what like, was happening? I was like, is Seinfeld his dad? What's going on with this? Uh, kid? That's right. And so, hey man, if a guy puts his kid to bed, he can't be that bad, all right? Exactly. It's like my father oh. never put me to bed ever. He's a horrible person. That's right. So he checks in on his son, and he climbs into bed with him. Not sexual way. This is a loving father. Come on. No Epstein here. And he's like, Dad, I'm worried. I heard the talk you were doing with Preacher and Geronimo. Look, son, I may be doing something wrong, but I'm doing it for all the right reasons. We cut to the next morning, the biker boys, the blue bullet biker boys of Bob Seger fame. They roll into town. Oh, that's a silver bullet band. Wait. Well, we're going to have some Bob Seegers later on in this episode. Oh, okay. And so they roll into town, uh, and they're They're, dressed like old-fashioned bandits. Right. Piper's got a Lone Ranger mask on. Right. They got, like... I think Galal Alzado is wearing, like, some makeshift ski mask. One's got this bandito bandana. I think it was yellow. Yeah. So we know know what brands comes up to. Waterworks. And... (laughs) They start their bank robbery. Right, and they're 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 doing a very uh, subtle way by going. <laughs> I'm shooting off guns and screaming, yahooing. Very much Yosemite Sam, just constantly like, dancing, firing pistols off in the air. Because you know why they're doing that, Griff? Because we learned that they have two minutes before the silent alarm warns Sheriff Wyatt, played by Wingshauser, and we cut the cut to uh, Wingshauser 
being what a sheriff does. What is he doing, Griff? He's dunking a donut into his coffee, Amazing. reading the morning paper. Amazing. And we see the guy go under the table, hit the silent alarm, right. and then you see the wire transfer go all the way down to the cop station. Right. And then it's a very the, small town. Him dunking the co- uh, the donut into the coffee. Actually, that's that was Wing's own addition. He dunks his coffee into the donut. And they ask for the keys. And of course, the banker rightly says, "You need two keys. You need the people who own the safety deposit box and our key. Yeah, we can't open these." So Bo didn't think about that. So he's like, "Bo didn't know." So he's like, "I'm just going to shoot the the safety because he knows exactly the right ones, right? Because of this inside source that right. he has." So they t- they get the money. They, you can tell they have the money because they have bags of giant dollar signs on them. That's right. And Bo tells the boys, look, you distract the cops, and then I'm going to take off with the loot and hide it. Wow, sounds very much like Road Warrior. Exactly like Road Warrior. So we get a nice long 80s TV show chase. Cop cars are fucking crashing. This is literally 90 minutes of TV episode. And, yeah, probably 40 minutes of it is just boring B footage. Sheriff Wyatt is in his chopper. He knows Bo better than Bo knows himself. So he doesn't get fooled by the ruse. So he chases after Bo while the cops are chasing after our boys. And he just shoots, fires a gun at Bo, knocks him off his bike. Comes down for a landing, and we see the boat doesn't have those money bags. Where are they at? Yeah, that's right. He secreted them away somewhere, clearly. And so Wyatt's just like, well, fuck, I got you, so I'm going to take you in. And Wyatt, of course, he's got to go check in on the bank and questions, of course, why they hit the exact deposit boxes they did because it wasn't just like in a line, you know. Yeah. It was kind of jagged and all over the place, and they somehow knew how to qu- hit just the right boxes. Right. That's amazing with a shotgun, which is like a shatter, a scatter gun. They pinpoint accuracy on each of the fucking they. See, and somehow it just knocked them open. It just knocked them open. It doesn't right. blow, it blow them. It doesn't somehow. mess with anything of the contents. It just opens them. <laughs> Like all well, it scorches the, it a little. There's a little burn marks around. A little burn, them, and but. you know we know that because Wyatt touches it and tastes it and goes, "It's burnt just a little bit." <laughs> Still kind of charred, smoky goodness, though. So Wyatt's like, "I know you hid that that money. You're gonna tell me, buddy." Right. Cut two. We just heard about the Gear Jammer Bar that that that, that Highwayman had a lead to. So he rolls up to the Gear Jammer Bar. Great marquee at the Gear Jammer Bar. Wet t-shirt contest. You posted a picture of this up on the Twitter. Hot tubs. We welcome truckers, bikers, cowboys, macho men, and wild, wild (laughs) women's. Spelled W-I-M-M-I-N-S. That's the kind of set dressing. You know what? If you told me this is the kind of set dressing this guy does, they'd be like, oh, I like this guy. Yeah. But, oh, man, I don't like this guy. Clearly inspired by Road Warrior, though. Clearly. Smarky. We got a rowdy crowd. Why? Because they're rocking out to some of the Seeger. Of course. Obvi- uh, apparently, Bob Seeger a little too out of their price range because this is the guy doing a cover. That's right. But he's rocking out to that old-time rock and roll. <laughs> then we see a billowing of cock smog. Because he got the old saloon doors like in the Old West. Yeah. Cock smog just starts billowing into the bar. And we see the silhouette of a highwayman. Douche. Dude, it was almost like the fucking. Uh, was the soundtrack? The sound effect literally douche, douche. <laughs> yeah, it was. It's, it's almost. Like, 
It's almost like Sway's walking into Roadhouse. Open the door. All female eyes go straight to the junk of the highwayman. You see that girl? She's wearing a cowboy hat. She's these gigantic blue blockers. She pulls them down a little. Damn right, stares she stares right at the dick. Damn right. You know, like you know, we this, talk. She's a wild, wild, wild women. <laughs> Murray, this sign does say <laughs> "wild, wild women." Yeah. Welcome. Yeah, that's a lot of W. But that was she's three wilds. Yeah. That's how wild she is. <laughs> oh, shit, she was three. <laughs> Only twos were supposed to be allowed in. <laughs> so, yes. That's so, how she got in. She lied about how many wilds she was. She clearly... How wild she was. She, she somehow stuffed her third wild down for a minute, but you know the third wild is blue blockers... When she gets a whiff of that cock smog. Yeah, blue blockers down. You get a strong highway dick in a room, and she will go ter- full cartoon wolf. Tongue out the mouth. So Highwayman goes up to the bar. It's, you know, that's where you get all your information from. Uh, I don't remember. I don't know who this guy's name is, but he played. Who? This guy's name is. I don't know his name. The bartender. Yeah. But he's another classic kind of B-movie actor. He played the fat biker in uh, the Clint Eastwood, every which way, the ones with the orangutan, every which way but loose. Man, I he was, was the leader of the bikers. I was really hoping you are going to say one of the fat bikers from Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego. But <laughs> I didn't you know, did it. Did Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego have fat bikers? <laughs> there were twins. <laughs> there was two fat bikers. Really? Are you, are you kidding me? No, because not. that. That's, you know what that's a callback to? The famous, uh, and Jim Cornette's talked about this. They were wrestlers, too. The fat twins that rode the little motorbikes on the Guinness Book of Records. I'm pretty sure that's what they rode. It's like mini bikes, too. Right, yeah, that's a callback to those guys. Oh, my I remember, God. This shows you how fucked up our world's gotten. Okay, I remember they were in, they were known as the fattest twins in the seventies. They're probably your average American now. That's like the amazing. Same, they're like they were like five hundred pounds a piece. That's nothing nowadays. So you do you know what world uh, where in the world the Carmen Sandiego is supposed to do? No, like the idea of it is supposed you to. Got to find her. I know that it's supposed. I, mean, to be, I played the game. I've never watched the show. But I just mean it's supposed to be trivial now. Not tri- trivial makes geographic it seem like knowledge. It, but yeah. it's supposed to be, teach you about geography and everything. Yeah. I don't know. Anything about geography. I'm terrible at geography. I can vouch for that. He's yes. He doesn't. Anytime those questions come up on Jeopardy, I'm like, fuck, Russia. Fingers <laughs> crossed. But I remember a lot of the like surrounding plot and characters and bad guys. And the twin motorcyclists were no. some of the bad guys. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> anyway. God, we went really far off to get there. Well, at least we, we had went around our, our elbow to get to a wrist, <laughs> as, Jim, as Mama Cornette would say. <laughs> so he's like, "Hey, you know, I'm looking for two guys. One I want to find, and one I don't want to find. Have you seen Bo Ziker? That's a good line. And have you seen a guy named Toto? You know, Japanese guy. I don't want to see him." Probably yay tall, because we were racist back then. And he's like, oh, especially, we were feeling the heat, Japanese uh, auto industry, especially here in Detroit. Yeah, you could say we were feeling the heat on the street. Is that a Huey and the Lewis and the Newses? The heat is on? No, that's that's Glenn Fry. Oh, Glenn Fry, okay. From one of the worst bands of all in the world, Eagles. Oh, ew. So the bartender's like, look, I don't want because he's like, apparently, Highwayman had been here six months ago, and he had cleaned house. He He was a cooler. At one time, apparently. That's why I keep putting this back to Patrick Swayze and Roadhouse. And the bartender's like, everything's on the up and up. We only allow wild, wild women in now. No wild, wild, wild women. That's right. And he's like, yeah, that Toto guy, 
He's in the hot tub room. This is what kind of bar is this? It's like they have a hot tub room. And would you want to go into the hot tub of a like a honky tonk bar in the middle of nowhere? Too. You know, that's what was missing from Roadhouse. Why didn't they have a hot tub room? Maybe everyone could have chilled out in the hot tub, and there would have been no bar fights. It's kind of hard to chill out in a hot tub, Murray. <laughs> well, we learned that coming up. So he's like, look. I don't know no Bo Zyker, but I, I know something. He left me. What's that? His kid. And we see little Trav watching a baseball game. He's got a full plate. He's got little he's got wingdings. The, he's he got no, he's got the sticks. meal from Iron Eagle. It's just like a, a fucking radish. And That's what was happening. Pepperoni. And then yeah. you move the breadstick in, and he attacks the olive. <laughs> right. Ugh. And he's engrossed in. I think he's watching a fucking a Diamondbacks game because we're in the Southwest. They weren't a team yet, Murray. They were a team in the future. This was so so in the future. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> so it goes over to Travis. Tra- and then we get a break in about the bank robbery. And the- Travis is like, that's not my father. My father, because they're, they're, the, the cover story is they didn't rob Merrick. They robbed the savings of farmers right. this, at this small bank. So they're, they're pushing a false Narr- news. Narrative, yeah. Or n- narrative. So while that's going on, we cut to this character named Toto, who's a guy. Who, of course, of course, he's the nerd. He's an Asian guy, so of course he's the guy that's like always like he uploads the 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 uh, data. You know, they never given. You figure they would like like Kit. Why didn't they give a name to his truck? Yeah, yeah, you're right. The truck doesn't really have a name. No, it's it's very impersonal. But we do we do need the nerd. Right, because he's there to upload the n- the next like Microsoft fucking whatever. As uh, we will talk about um, Gyro or Euro as we know him in Road Warrior, we need some comic relief, and that's what Toto plays. Yeah. And so he's talking to some babes in the in the hot tub. He's like, "Yeah, let me even meet my buddy Highwayman. He's pretty cool, man. He, I mean, he, he does what I tell him to do because he's my stooge." And they're they they've been they fucked the highwayman in that tub. There's probably some fucking highwayman DNA floating in that there, hot that tub. highway tub. It hi, that it's tub, so potent the heat doesn't even kill it, dude. It, is, it thrives. It's growing. You can actually see <laughs> sperm cells with your eyes. That's how fucking how, how big it's growing. <laughs> they have to bring special equipment around just to see how much highwayman the hot tub is. And if it's over thirty percent, they're not supposed to keep the hot hot tub open. So he's striking out another uh, Diamondback reference. He's striking out, <laughs> and they just walk out. They're like, "We're not fucking you with your tiny rice dick." I'm sorry, it was the '80s. That's what they said. All right, he, I don't believe. Guy, I've never seen an Asian guy's dick, but I don't believe the rice. Dicks. Look, look, right. just to date this joke, Toto is basically Long Duck Dong. Every yeah. bit of his energy, with less game. With the little bit of like synth, like I know that's Irish jig, but still, it's like they had little write offs for him to be like, "Hey, we're being really racist right now." But it's but okay because it's the eighties. It's eighties and it's funny. Reagan, Reagan, Reagan. So we see a little gloved hand, leather gloved hand, touch the. There's, apparently, there's a dial for the hot tub that's like outside the room, and he cranks it up to super hot. Then he goes to talk to little Trav, and Trav's like, no, my dad would not rob a bank. And if he did, he'd do it for the right reasons. And somehow it pulls at the heartstrings of Highwayman, and he, he believes the kid. So Travis just runs out in a huff. He even he throws his fucking wingdings down. 
runs off. Howie Man jumps in his rig. He's like driving along. He's like, hey, little boy, do you need a ride? I got some candy. And he's like, my dad taught me not to talk to strangers. Am I a stranger? Your dad was in the silver, I mean, the blue bullet band. I mean, the blue bullet army brigade. And the kid goes, yeah, he was. And just hops in the fucking car. He's like, that's all he needed. He literally stammered over it nine times like that. But the kid was just like, well, he said blue. And he said bullet. So he must be good. So Travis breaks it down. He's like, yeah, my dad was railroaded on some bullshit charges. and they, Him and his buddies lost their job. And that's why they have to go around raping women now on the streets. They're trucker tickets. As they're talking. That would change the Eddie, Mo- Eddie Money song. Two tickets to paradise. Two tickets to trucker dice. Dawn interrupts on the little video phone. I don't like how you and passed she is upset that the highwayman is on the bow case. The bow case has been closed. She's like, highwayman, are you trying to buck me off? Oh. They had a thing about bucking. I never, like, who the, what, what is she they, talking like about? Like, they're old cowboys or something, old bounty hunters. And she's like, look, the money wasn't federally insured, so this is out of our jurisdiction. All right. It didn't happen on a road. Case closed, hands tied. But how we as we learn, highwayman <laughs> plays by his own rules. That's right. But we got to see what our villains are up to because we've already established in one minute of a scene with Wyatt dunking his donut that he's a bad guy and he's meeting up with Merrick the ipto facto bad guy played by G. Gordon Liddy and he's wearing like a white Colonel Sanders suit too with that fucking thick black mustache and the bald head it is a good look I fucking hate this man he is a war criminal most likely and we learn that Merrick is running a stolen car ring because they're in this room with all these Rolls Royces and Mercedes and Porsches and Wyatt's like look man everything's safe because Eric is sweating. He's like, I don't want anyone to find out about this fucking car ring. I'm worried. And he's like, don't worry. All right, don't worry, okay? You're going to be all right, right? You, you want to drink? You want, you want a bullet? And you want some Shakespeare? It'll calm your nerves. And he's like, and he's like, don't worry. I'll make sure Bo gets shot when he's, winks at the camera, escaping. Meanwhile... Highway Man drops Travis off at his Container City. Is that where all our... Yes. So this is a place in Las Vegas. I've been there. It's very cool. They have a praying mantis with a flamethrower attached to it. It shoots out fire. It's very cool. <laughs> this is actually a place uh, near Las Vegas you okay. can go to. And I've been there. Uh, it, it, it's miserable because it's 109 degrees all the time. Uh, and then they shoot fire out of a giant praying mantis statue. I thought you were going to say a, br- a giant vagina. It you would were, be you were going there. You know what? It could be like that. Like their own little Burning Man outside of Reno, you know, kind of thing. But no, it, it's a pretty cool place. You should visit it. But this is Container City. I'm going to when I go on my Highwayman like <laughs> tour, right? The That's all right. The spots. That's right. That's right, guys. We have hooked up with Travel America to advertise the old Viking tour. It's going to be on a cruise ship. Oh. I don't know how it's going to work. But. Well, we're going to be flooded soon, Noah style, and uh, yeah. Anyways, we got to get through this episode. So Travis runs to his room. Highwayman follows. Travis oh, runs. Well, Highwayman is like, he's got to walk through the whole city, and he's got to be disgusted by everybody because, of course, he's a highwayman. Right. And these everybody in Container City knows a They know every authority because what do authority people do to people impoverished? They step on their throats. Yeah. That's all we do. We just had another They sure don't help. I just had 
run in with some animal control. Thank you. We just had another person in New York get choked out by a cop. It's it's every day. I thought that was uh, just like a citizen who did that. That did happen. A guy got killed by that was like a cop. A, like he was a cop. I thought he was just a marine, and he just put a guy in oh. a chokehold and then held it too long and killed the guy. Maybe maybe it was, but I, I I thought I heard on NPR that it was a cop. You know what the other? I'm sorry. Do you know what the other thing I heard on NPR that I was not expecting after that story? The drum roll from a certain song that you would never expect to hear on NPR. Would you like to take one guess? A drum roll? A drum, like a, a drum big fill? drum breakdown, drum fill, if you will. Uh, a guy very much in the news right now because he released his own drum album. Dave Grohl? No, Nick something from the Slayer drummer. Dave Lombardo. Dave Lombardo. I'm sorry, Nick. Dave Lombardo. Was it the... Uh, Double kick drum breakdown uh, from Angel of Death. Yes! <laughs> I heard an NPR as I was waking up, a man murdered on the fucking subway in New York. And I was like, oh, man, that's fucking brutal. Kayla's like, man, why would they even do that? And then next thing you know, and this man, uh, Dave Lombardo. From, and then, You know what? Let's put the throw that in right now so everyone knows what we're talking That makes the, the the murder not seem so bad. I mean, that, that's that's a rock and drum film, man. I just greatest thrash song ever written is "Angel of Death" by Slayer. It's so fucking good. I was not expecting here NPR ever talk about the Angel of Fucking Death. You know, the supposed most offensive song ever, even though it's not glorifying <laughs> Nazis. It's just like, hey, this is what happened, and turning it what into happened, a, bro. Deal with and it. turning it into a fucking hard ass song that fucking just rocks. Oh man. Okay. Well, speaking of angels of death, we meet Angela of Death. Who happens to be Bo's inside source from the? Uh, she's a bank hoe, and she let uh, Bo know where the safety deposit box is. And she also is there to take care of Travis because Bo obviously is in jail right now. Correct. And the highway, and she's telling Travis, "Hey, I'm Angela. You don't know me, but I'm going to take care of you." Highwayman Burson, and we, he gets the backstory about how Angela is, you know, working at the bank. And she tells him the closest thing to law enforcement in Gallico is Merrick's personal police led by the crooked Sheriff Wyatt. This is what she tells uh, uh, Highwayman? Highwayman. Okay. Too many pronouns, pal. Okay. (laughs) And so as they're talking, the Bose boys are back in town led by, I think, think Preacher's leading them now, even though I think Geronimo is supposed to be the leader. Right. But preacher, they got some ladies with them. Preachers like goes, bitches leave. We got men stuff to do. Yeah, exactly. Like Brands come out obviously loves this lifestyle. Where's preacher? Maybe he is still conflicted by his preacher he, he ways. Definitely is because he's a man of the cloth. Right. So he partial he, cloth. He, he doesn't have any cloth on his back. He gets to do the pre uh fucking RoboCop bitches leave line. Here. Wait, this is eighty seven now. Yeah. Is it pre RoboCop? It's the same year. Same year. So probably. 
They're probably working in different ways. They it's don't. Pro- even know it's it. like you know how it is. Like there's like two volcano movies made in the same year. There's two whatever. Yeah. You know, it's the same thing. It was just coincidence. Right. Exactly. It both came up with bitches leave at the same time. And and he's there to prepare Travis for the bad news about Bo. They got away from the cops, but Boa got arrested. So Travis comes out the preacher and he's like, "Hey man, I got this new friend, the highwayman. He's got this cool truck." And Geronimo's like, "Highwayman, that sounds familiar. I want to check this guy out." Outside, Toto had finally caught up with the highwayman, and he's letting him. He's like, "Hey, I just, I just downloaded the new attack we got." On this you. is still outside of the bar, is it? Is this that is, right? No, this or, is no, this is Container outside City. Container City. Yeah, excuse me, I'm sorry, Container City. And he's like, "I just downloaded your stealth mode, buddy." Check it out. Right. And, and we're, we're all thinking like, oh, okay. So they flip a switch and stealth mode. Well, that would make a lot more sense. It'd be a lot more convenient. But no, is everything, uh, Griff, bureaucracy, red tape. You got to go through a million people to get anything done. That's right. So he's like, well, yeah, I, I downloaded it. But here's the thing. We got to call in permission. So they have to, every time they got to use stealth mode, they have to call in to a satellite. Put on clunky headwear, <laughs> yeah. tune the fucking CB radio, call it in. Oh, my God. They they mention, they never do this again, but they mention at one point, Howie Man has to put like a metal like like grounding wire on his boot or some shit. What the? Like, look, all the other fucking shows you're taking for, we're just like, hey, we're doing this futuristic thing. Go along with us. This show is doing the... Eighth mile that no one gives a fuck about. It's like, no, just give us the fucking thing. Because they put a lot of money in the special effects, so they're going to like get you know your yeah. money's worth. They're they're like, hey, we can't just do this every episode because you got to call it in. Right. <laughs> that, I'm sure that's why they did that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they get permission, you know, call it NORAD or something like NORMAD. There we go. And the satellite shoots down the invisible rays. I don't know. We get some fucking stealth-splaining later on from we Toto. We Sure enough, they go invisible. And just as Geronimo turns the corner with his boys and he goes to Trav, there's like, we still see uh, Toto's creeper van. We're like, oh, is that the cool uh, truck you were talking about? Yeah. And they're like, kid, they roll their eyes, they go, kids, and they just take off. Right. So Toto, of course, is there to explain because the guy, you know, Highwayman is also kind of like befuddled by the whole fucking thing. He's like, oh, they just rolled right by us. Toto, let me explain. <laughs> and he goes through the Apparently, sides. we're not like, Corporal beings, we're, if, if without light, we don't exist, according I, to Toto. I some somehow this just like covers the blank, like the truck with a blanket of light refraction. By and the separation. way, we get some just awful green screen is what we get for like the effect because we see Highwayman like step Climb out of up, the invisible. Oh, it's so good. It's so bad. It's so good. I loved it. Um and. Whatever they explain the whole science and everything, and we're just refracting off. light wave bullshit. We're just we're, we move on. We're going off to see Bo in prison. This is what Highway Man. But Dawn chirps in. She goes back off Highway. Case closed. Hands tied. He marches to the Dave Lombardo beat of his own drummer. Don't 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 let this pass either. The police are after you. Because the police are after you. Like, they want this case. These are supposed to be local cops. And we all know local cops are even worse than every other cop somehow. Especially when they're owned by a criminal like Merrick. Exactly. And so, as uh, Highwayman is trying to roll into town and everything, he gets stopped by the local cop. The roadblock, yeah. Yeah. 
and they immediately pull their guns on him. And Howie Man pulls his gun. He first of all, he pulls his 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 his, his ticket out. His ticket. We call it license in the real world. They call it tickets in this. One ticket to highway. And they're like, so, I don't, you know, hey, I work for a mysterious. Or, it's, it says mysterious organization. Thank you for pausing on the credentials too, because it's like, are you fucking kidding me? You didn't think we would ever get pause in the future where we could look at your fucking fake ID. What'd you say it was called? What, his organization? Yeah. The Mysterious Organization. Yeah, the Mysterious... You didn't think anybody would ever notice that it says the Mysterious Organization? Technically, Mysterious Federal Organization, so you know it's working for the government. Yeah, okay. The question mark Fed Org is uh, how it read out. And the one cop's like, well, that looks pretty good to me. And the one one's like, I don't... he probably made this up. I don't believe this. We need to check his cargo. I'm going around back. Yeah, because his cover is, well, I, ha- I haul a lot of like radioactive materials and, and yeah, high-tech guy, weaponry. The like, guy wants to crack into it. He's like, no, don't do that. I mean this for your own protection, sir, officer. If you, if you want your piss to glow at night. Yeah, you'll go in there because it's full of radical technology and also uh, uh, it'll turn you gay. And they're like, <laughs> one cop's like, well, I'm feeling a little curious, so maybe I will check out that. But And well, then, he, then he walks by. Did you notice? He had a purple bandana hanging out. I of his noticed back it. I fucking noticed it. Well, maybe I'm a little bi-curious, but maybe I'm, I'm a little biased toward this situation. <laughs> but I want this cargo. So... They go to check it out, but Howie Man pulls his gun out and he's like, "Sorry guys, I can't let you into my truck." And he's like, "And just to, just to, you know, so he, he disarms them, makes them drop their guns, That's right. and he's like, "I don't want you guys following me." So, boop, shoots it. It's a shotgun, but I, I, I don't even think there was a scope on it. This was no. so high tech. No, and it's a fucking. He he, he goes. He he pulls a Judge Dredd, goes incendiary round. Yep. And then just blows up the fucking cop cars they, with his gun. They special effected a laser effect to his. It is a, uh, a fucking road warrior double barrel shotgun, but it shoots lasers. And so it laser explodes the cop car. So he is free to go. But no, because backup was called. And Wyatt and his police chopper are after him now. So as he's driving, the chopper just blocks the road. It comes down. That's right. They stop highway, man. And you ain't going to fucking stop Wings fucking Hauser with this shit. No. So he just beats the fuck out of highway, man. Think about this. In my notes, I wrote down HW for highway, man. You reversed that. Wings Hauser. WH, HW. They're like the mirror image. They really are. No. One's on the good side. One's, one's on the bad right. side. That's very interesting. So Howie Man's thrown into the cell right next to Bo. Coincidentally. We even get to hear the people say, those two shouldn't be in a cell next to each other. They'll talk. Well, we got no other cells. <laughs> yeah, Wings goes, well, sir, if you'd actually use your money to update the uh, the police station, we wouldn't have this problem. Right. Well, it was Merrick who was having an issue with yeah. it. Yeah. We and, remember too much of this show already. So Bo, he recognizes the Highway Man. I don't know why, but he does. And the highwayman goes, shh, and he like, checks underneath the cot, and he finds this like listening device, throws it in the toilet. We get a little 
gag where the guy's listening on the headphones like, oh, shit, toilet flushing. I'm glad you caught that. I missed it. Made, that. Well, it made him sick because it, it's like he's one of those guys who's really squeamish, even a toilet flushing. So he, like, vomited from just hearing that. And they use that as a good breakaway to show outside, you know, the cops are still trying to get in the highwayman's truck and everything, and they're just like... Hey, we know this truck is super fucking secured. It's going to zap you. It's going to do all this shit. It's going to turn you gay, just like old uh, fucking Paul over there. And Paul, of course, has got the bandana and everything. Leather it up. And the guy's like, I don't give a shit. I got this here locksmith. It can open any door. And he just says, here, I just put in the keyhole. And then all of a sudden... He's dressed like one of the guys in the village people. He had the fucking yellow. He got turned gay. He had a yellow. He had the light up belt. He had a yellow hanky. <laughs> his his shirt blew up, and he had no shirt but the leather jacket over it. And he, he had, had the leather like crisscross. <laughs> thing. Yeah, and he had the light up belt. <laughs> he had the light up belt. It turned him gay. Everyone's telling him <laughs> it'll turn you gay. And here we are. I, I'm sorry, guys. It's not us. It's the '80s. The 80s, for some reason, was males were afraid of gay. Right. And so we needed a little levity because the shit's going to get serious right This is true. Bo explains his backstory to Howie Man, how he's innocent. He's like, look, I was in the Blue Bullets with Merrick, but he betrayed us. We lost our jobs. He's using his trucks to smuggle dangerous things. And he's got, and Angela told me all about the money, where his money is hidden. It's in those safety deposit boxes. And get this, I just heard he bought an old military base because he's got some big plans coming up. I needed to stop those plans. I'm the person who's got the inside scoop on him, and I'm the person who needs to go ahead and stop him. Speaking of Merrick, he's meeting up with Wyatt again. They're constantly meeting up, and Merrick is just always bitching about shit, and Wyatt's like, just cool your jets, all they're, right? They're, they're trying to keep their appearances down. They're doing it behind closed doors, even though this town wouldn't know what to do if they knew about this information. And this is where he brings up the why were those guys put together in adjacent cells and like he's just like it's all right be cool right right nothing's gonna happen i'll just go and kill them think about it they're in the they're in adjacent cells but here's the problem right he really is a fed right i can't do my hands are tied right i'm gonna have to let him go but i have maybe an idea maybe instead of taking care of one bird i'll take care of two birds with one stone I got a plan. Well, that's going on. Amanda, remember Amanda? The girl almost got raped by our, our heroes, apparently. All the way at the beginning, Merrick's stepdaughter. She heard about she heard about uh Howie Man getting arrested, and she owes she owes him a favor because he saved her from being raped. She's beaten. one of those radical Marxists, uh a socialist, communist, any kind of negative combination we can uh, apply to her. She's one of them females. Because she's she's, she's at college. She's at an she's expensive college. college being indoctrinated right. by blue-haired girls with nose rings. She's going to school for Elmer Glue Art Yarn Therapy. I minored in that. <laughs> it, you know what? Don't. There's no market for that, people. Don't get into Elmer's, especially Elmer's Glue. Never follow your heart. <laughs> and so, is there, I was, you know, glue sniffers? Are there different, like, like state, like, 
quality glue? It's like do people look down on the Elmer glue guy. There has to be. There has to be different potencies of glue and everything, you know. Because but not, is there a hierarchy where you like you look down on a certain glue type? You know, there has to be because like it, rubber cements is that yeah. the high quality? Right, right, right. You got to get the most potent glue, the most adhesive, and like those are the fucking snobs of the glue. This world. is why I don't do drugs, people, because it's too stressful. What's your hierarchy you have to deal with today? My hierarchy? I guess we really don't have to deal with anything because, you know, everything closed. Where do we go now? We don't have our communal spots anymore. What is our communal hierarchy anymore? It's all on the internet. Like, yeah, it's like nobody we, meets we in meet person up, anymore. We meet up here, and then everywhere we go elsewhere is just like to go in and out. Yeah. It's not like you have a hierarchy when you go to Second Charles. No. So. There is no hierarchy. There we, is no cheers where everybody knows your name. Yeah. All the 80s shows have been ruined, be, not by COVID. It's been happening for the longest time. We ruined communal spaces. It's suburbs, the internet. It's the internet, but it's also the fucking suburbs. They don't want any place to exist. They want TGI Fridays to exist. Even they're closing. And so are Burger Kings. And so are McDonald's. Oh, no. Oh. Say it isn't so. Please. All right. So... She has a highwayman move to a room where he's handcuffed and his shirt is removed for some reason. Well, of and, course it was. And she's like massaging him and go, tell me what, tell me all about yourself, highwayman. Something about your abs reminds me of a flash. And by the way, that Merrick guy, I'm his stepdaughter. There's none of his jizz is in my DNA. Oh, jeez. No, I wasn't gonna go for an incest. I know, I know, I know. I'm I know. just I was... saying you need jizz to create a human being. Bro. I was worried. While that's going on, why she's like, don't worry. I'm going to help you. I'm going to get you out of here. Wyatt calls Howie Man into his office, and he's like, look, Ron, I got to let you go, okay? But before you go, I want you to, to have be- I want you to find out what Bo, where that money's hidden. Bo hid that money. I just want you to help me out. I just need to figure out where that money is. I don't want to hurt Bo. I want to let Bo go. But in order to let Bo go, I need to know where he hit that money because I know he hit it. And Howie Man's like, I don't know anything about anything, all right? He's like, maybe you're a part of this robbery, okay? All right? Well, that's going on. The fucking, like, the the one, uh, the guy who got turned into a, a gay cop now. Yeah. You know it because he's got a feather boa now with his outfit. And, and it totally oh. clashes with his uniform. He's a new gay. He doesn't yeah. really, like, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't know how to be proper The gay. gay Tony adopts to is offensive, so we won't do that for you. If we ever mimic, uh, mimic his voice, we won't do the gay Tony takes. No. Because it's flamboyant and it's He's he's one day gay and he's doing yeah. this. He's it's new. Like, Give cut him a break. Yeah, I talk about hierarchies. You got to earn it. Yeah, <laughs> and they're playing with a highwayman's gun. They're like, "Hey man, let's go down to the shooting range and try this out." So while that's going on, we go back to Highwayman and Wyatt. Yeah, and uh, he's he wants to know what's going on. Are you? He starts throwing Highway at... Highwayman like goes, "I heard you and Merrick are the real crooks of this town." Right, and, and Wyatt goes. If I'm lying, okay, right? May God strike me down. Just as that's happening, our goose. How did this happen? How did the ceiling fall out when they're shooting at a shooting range? They didn't shoot the ceiling. It, like, blows a hole in a wall, and then the ceiling caves in, too. Yeah, so so Wyatt falls through the fucking floor, and we get a little laugh because he just said, May God strike me down. That's right. This is 80s humor, people. 
So, of course, Highway, as promised, is released. But the police are going to keep a tail on him. Because they know that... They suspect he's going to be getting to Bo, or right. Bo's people. And fig- you know he's the closest thing they have to this case of the bank robbery. So, how does Highway get out of this? Puts a little call into the satellite and goes, I'm requesting a little invisibility right now. So, turns invisible. Why was it? There's like... You notice there was like fire coming out of the side of the fucking. Yes, there was. <laughs> it literally it... looked like a war boy was splitting <laughs> fucking gasoline into the blowers. Guzzoline. Guzzoline. We're fine and kachunk, 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 kachunk. And then he turns invisible right when there's another. There's tons of roadblocks in this town. You can never get anywhere in this town. <laughs> I know. It is true, small town police force. And he just drives right by him because they can't. They go, you hear something? And like, I don't know, I don't see anything. And he just, we see like wind blow their hats off and shit. We get to see Wyatt come by in the background. And he's like, that motherfucker get away? I don't see his truck anywhere. And the guy's like, yeah, we didn't see anything. Well, I got nothing on you, but you have no hats on. That'll be a $10 fine. Right. Oh, he's like, he's like, that's like a kind of frustration. Yeah. To get yeah. Back Old, those guys. darn fucking, uh, uh, what's it called, boys? Blue bullets, yeah, blue bullet boys. Get a. I was thinking of. Oh man, I don't know what you're thinking about. But Wyatt has to go back to America and report about the escape with Duke, the Dukes of Hazard. Oh, those old Duke boys. Well, yeah, these cops are definitely straight out of Ross Hazard County, Roscoe and Enos. Yeah, can I tell you that I had a fight? My parents trying to force the Confederacy on me. I used to say. No shit. I, I thought used... you said your dad was a good person. Oh no, I, I, absolutely. For some well, he's reason, he's not forcing the Confederacy. Yeah, I no, it's, 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 I was being he, he, was, was this thing? It's not hate. It's heritage. This is literally something that just popped in my head when I was trying to come up with that. Where I realized, for probably the first six years of my life, uh, my pillowcase was in a uh, Dukes of Hazard pillowcase with you know, yeah, obviously you, you could do that, but stars it, and bars. It, it was just really funny to think. That that was something I sleep on, and that has like a whole fucking thing today. It's not hate, Griff. It's heritage. Hate, not heritage. Even though it is the battle flag of the Confederacy, too. I don't so. know how you get away with the two. I don't know why they're so hung up on it. Get over it. You lost. All yeah. right. We let you stay. We give you your you well you all, we'll, all you welfare states stay in our great country. Yeah, like sixty percent of those state, probably ninety percent of those states that were against us are. Feeding off the you know the other states. Now. They earned it. They earned it by losing. And I'm pretty sure we don't have any southern listeners. Uh, I think we don't get farther than North Carolina. Yeah. So I if think we do have any right. southern listeners, uh, you're probably respecting us because we respect you uh, in some way. But hey, for the people who don't, you're the participation trophy of the world. Right. You're second place citizens. I wouldn't even give them second place. They're like fifth place, but they still got a medal for some reason. So we like we said Wyatt has to run to Merrick's like little lair where he has all his stolen cars, his military base. So Highwayman starts following Wyatt because he wants to find out where Merrick is. So he sneaks in. We get another gag where like the guy, the guard, like runs into the fucking invisible truck and knocks oh, himself yeah. out. Ugh. Merrick, as always, all he does is freak out in this fucking thing. He's like, I'm ready to bail. He's like, if I have to go to fucking live in the Middle East, I'll do it. As horrible as that is. I lo- you know, I love how he called it the Near East because we always say, like, Asia is the Far East. Yeah. This is the Near East. I like that. That was a good touch. 
and he's getting scared, and like Wyatt's just trying to calm him down. Why isn't Wyatt running the fucking thing? He's like calm, cool, and collected all the time. Merrick is really, like a fucking... he is Lord Humongous of this episode. Yeah, he's calm, cool. He's trying to put everybody in the right place to get this done, and Merrick is the one freaking out. Apparently. Howie Man has clothing that makes him invisible because he sneaks into this compound. He's the eavesdrop. He's got Dude. he's got a glass up to the door and he's listening. I had such a hard time watching this because a I was bored the fuck out of my mind by yeah. it, and b stuff like that where it's just like wait he turned on the invisibility. He was in the truck when the invisibility went on, so now he's invisible. He, Even though no, when- he did walk out because they wanted to sell that. Him walking out of the invisible car, right, right. That, they could. Like in the previous scene, we saw that when he stepped out of the truck, he is visible, right. And yet in this scene, it's like, wait, is he super good at stealthing around? Yes. Or was he? Oh, it's just frustrating. So he hears this whole conversation. He's got the goods. He knows that Merrick is no good. He's a car thief. So bails bails back, back to Container Town. That's right. And we pick up Blue Bullet. They're hanging. They're on the hobo fire, like the fucking barrel. It's got the fire. And like uh, Iron Butt's like, I think, where's Bo been at? I think yeah. he he's going to cheat us. He's going to keep all that money for himself. Preacher's like, no, nah, man, Bo wouldn't do that. And Never. Highway Man comes in and goes, you're goddamn right. This is all bullshit. Geronimo. He's, he, not, he's still pushing the whole angle that Bo... Is out of the picture. I'm the new leader. Right. I'm if the so chief. facto, I'm the chief. And so, you know, he's got something to gain here. But Highwayman coming in, he's uh, he's got he's got the facts that people want to hear because they still like Bo. And he's like, "Look, I'm working with Bo. Bo is good. You can trust Bo." But that's not working because, like you said, Geronimo. This is his move. He wants to be the big chief. And he's like, so Howie Man, what do you do, Griff, when someone is not listening to you? You pull a gun on them, Griff. Abso-fucking-lutely. And uh, uh, fucking Geronimo, Preacher's like, Geronimo, cool down, man. And they're like, Howie Man's like, look, I know all of this frustration comes because you're out of, out of a job. You have no Driver I- tickets. You have no identity at all because your identity is your job. Right. So you're, you're just aimless. And Geronimo was like, I got a job. It's called being the chief. And I'm the chief right now. And Highwayman goes, maybe I'm the chief. How about I challenge you to who can be the chief? And then whoever wins, you got to listen to. Well, in Container City, there is a whole match already set up. It's been passed on by Geronimo's people. Right. This is going to be on the next episode of Dynamite, by the way. Yeah. It's called Rattlesnake Match. Tony Khan has already booked it. We got, and just as, as, Every good wrestler would do. You have to have Piper do this. He explains the rules. This you will not see in AEW because he never explained any rules because there are no rules. Right. And he's like, all right, here's the deal. They got like one of those cargo containers they see like on like cargo ships. Literally, the city's made of these. Yeah. And he's like, all right, this is what we're going to do. We're going to take a rattlesnake, slap it around a little, and then throw it in this container. With no lights. Each man is given a knife. One arm is tied behind their back. And we're going to peck jelly you up like a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we see Branscombe and all his glory. all his, Listening. He's just, they're, they're, these la- you see these ladies doing Howie Man's rubbing his back. Even he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Ease up on the jelly. And Piper's like, you're going to want that jelly because 
it repels rattlesnakes. Yeah. <laughs> It'll keep it brings you... in the pussy, repels the snakes. Like, we've seen people go in that container, and they might fight. You might be in there for at least three or four days, and your pecs will feast on that pec jelly. Right. So You're going to need Basically, it. not only do they have to fight, they have to fight in a pitch black room with a rattlesnake on the ground. Right. So <laughs> That hates pec jelly. Yeah. <sighs> It's an, oh it, yeah, if you, you, it's a miracle product, people. Peck jelly, snake repellent. Right. Uh, in fact, I mean, you can actually put it. You can put it in a wound, a snake bite, and it will suck the venom out. Here's the problem, though, Murray. It'll do all that if you wear it in an open field. It will uh, repel the snakes and the rattlesnakes and the cotton mouse and all those dangerous uh, species that we encroach on their land. But if you put it into a corner, in Infuriates them and they go straight for it. Just like that girl in Dirty Dancing. You don't put baby or a rattlesnake in a corner. That that's from Dirty Dancing. Yeah. That line, you don't put baby in a corner, yeah. is from Dirty Dancing. <laughs> I never would have guessed. Well, now you know, annoying. It's half the battle. So Travis runs out. Highwayman, you're like practically my dad. I can't have you go in there. It's dangerous. He Pre- oh. preachers like. You goddamn right, it's dangerous. Because Geronimo's people have been doing this for thousands of years. They had cargo fucking crates thousands of years yeah. ago. So Geronimo, is, you know, walks into I'm, the. But at this point, Griff and I are actually excited. Something's gonna happen. Finally, nothing has happened in this whole fucking episode. You get brands come walk in, and he gives listening. Oh my god, glistening into the darkness. In our minds, we're hearing the Star Trek. Dual music. We're excited. Star Star Wars is uh, dual fates. You and your you're trying to bring back the prequels. Am I? You wait. Was dual fates only in the prequels? Yes. Oh wow! I thought it was everywhere. So, anyways, the music's epic. You got Brands Comb, fucking uh, epic Rich in Comb. her head. There's absolutely no good music. It's like bad synth. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely terrible. Yeah. But the, he's walking in that container. The blackness. You just see the little little uh, figures around his eyes, and it's just like, oh, come hither. You're gonna die, bitch. It's so good. And then Highwayman goes, ladies first. Geronimo goes in. Oh, yeah, Geronimo's already going in. And then Highwayman just shuts the door behind him and goes, I win. I'm the chief. And everyone's like, yeah, he kind of is. You're the chief now. We'll do whatever you tell us to do. (laughs) Give me something, show. People, that's what's known as a swerve. You just got swerved. The whole town goes, well... He, he may be able to fight in a dark container, but he's got no brains. And you got brains. Geronimo's like, hey, let me out. King, 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 king. Let me out. God, the, the disrespect that Branscombe Richmond gets. The like, one thing they gave him. He walks out dead snake in hand. Was it or was it just a rubber snake? So it looked well, yeah, dead. Rubber snake. But, uh, you know, this is where he says, I owe you an apology. And Brands comes, she's like, good. I had no, you had no chance, brother. And then fucking uh, Highwayman Highway Man goes, I meant the snake. And then just drops a microphone. It is a materialized, it, it, it stealth materializes in his hand. It was visible. Drops it and then walks off. And then Branscombe loves it. Right. They're like best friends now. They usually, shake on it. Usually in these kind of like shows, 
you'd have the same scenario, but they actually would be fighting to the death, and yeah. then they would find some respect. Yeah. This is a, I closed the door behind you. Literally you literally bitched out, <laughs> then joked on him after the whole town was like, you're way better than him. And Branscombe just goes along. They make Branscombe. They're bitching they, him out. There is no way. Branscombe probably, they probably said, we want you on the rest of the season. Branscombe said, you bitch me the fuck out. He's Do like, I have a new... Excuse, I'm talking to my boy Lorenzo. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. I, I don't have time. Lorenzo says what? <laughs> I don't so, know what that means. All right. So now the highwayman is back. This is It's constantly going to the jail and going somewhere else and going to the jail it's somewhere so else. Bad. It's so, so bad. So they go to the jail. He's got a federal warrant to release Bo into his his custody. Slaps it right on Wyatt's you know, desk and everything. The, he, the, the, the cover story is he's going to take uh, Bo to federal prison. Correct. Which, of course, over their jurisdiction. So he, he, uh, puts, uh, in, he puts Bo in the highway mobile, handcuffs him to something in there. Bo's all like, oh, my God, you're letting me go. You're my friend now. And then he handcuffs him. He's like, oh, I see your true colors, partner. And he's like, no, I'm going to try to help you. But first, we got to lose these cops before we head back to the bank. For some like, reason. Back to the bank? Why are we going back to the I bank? I don't fucking know. But this is where we learn the highwayman. He's like, he highway explains to him. He's like. High explains. He's like, I bet you didn't know this, but yeah, the cops, you know, they got they got to stop at the city limits. Not a highwayman. As long as there's a road, we have jurisdiction. We can do whatever we want. Our hands are untied. We could literally throw a couple rocks in front of us, and that is now a jurisdiction-sanctioned road. So they're going to... F- allegedly go where Bo hid the money. Wyatt is following with his goons. Right. They're, they were supposed to lose the cops, and they do this by leading the cops out. Very much the plot of Fury Road. <laughs> Very much. I think George Miller said he did take notes from this this episode. It was one year later that George Miller came up with the idea for Fury Road. Yeah, it took like... 20 years to get that movie it did. made. He so. he came up with the concept of it. A he year held off doing this. a Mad Max sequel just to get it right as a highway. He calls it Highwayman style. Yeah. Yeah. So he he makes a, a boat dig, which is just him moving rocks around because this is a ruse. They're right. trying to trick white. Highwayman in all his black leather, it's like 100 degrees out. He's just laying back working on his tan. Right. Bo is, or uh, not Bo, but uh, yeah, Bo is wondering, like, what the fuck am I doing? Move all these rocks around. Meanwhile, we see up on the hill, uh, why, or yeah, why doing the best wings uh, act of the day of the episode. He's in his car, and everyone's like, why are we out here sweating? And you're in here with the car turned on. He's like, well, well they're, they're worried that the cars are going to overheat. Yeah. And he's like, I ain't turning my AC off. Yeah. So the cars do, or all except one car. All the cop cars overheat. Part of Highwayman's plan, by the way, because he's like he pulls a flask out, goes here. It's full of electrolytes. <laughs> <laughs> I did I write the notes because that was yeah. oh, okay, good because that was a hundred percent one of my favorite lines where I hit pause. That's the best thing a show or movie can do for me when I have to hit pause because I am enjoying it too much, and that was a moment. It's full of electrolytes. Yeah, high tech. They had to call permission in to get the electrolytes in that flash. <laughs> he had to call the bureaucracy chain. Satellite beamed the electrolytes right in there. <laughs> Those are satellite electrolytes. And just like that, Bo was rejuvenated. And but our cops aren't. They're like sweating and out. They're 
They're passing out by the dozen, and they're just falling over. They and then Highwayman goes, all right, I think now it's time to pull out those these bags that I hid here because these are like dummy bags. These aren't the real money. He's like, well, what are in these bags? Steer manure. I thought there was going to be a gag there that didn't come to fruition because there is a brief scene where we see one of Wyatt's goons go, He's looking at them because we see they got the giant money symbol on it. So we know that those are bank. Of course. And he's like, I'd just like to put my hands in there just to feel what that money feels like. So I thought they were going to do a gag where the guy puts his hands in bullshit. Right. No, they leave us hanging. There's a lot of teasing in this fucking episode. So much. We don't, like I said, we never see what's in the rig ever. Ever. Highwayman drives down the road. He comes across a car. Another roadblock. Highwayman flashes his badge, but tells the officers, hey, you can't stop us, but I want you to let your boss Wyatt know that we're heading back to the bank with Bo uh, Luzik or whatever his name is. Bo Zyker and the money. We're returning the money. So the cop's like, well, you're going to have to take a detour because the road up here, you know, is blocked. Yeah. And highwayman, she's like, well, fuck. That's that. the that's the that's the only way you can beat a highwayman by blocking the road. But that's a good point. Yeah, that's his natural enemy is a roadblock. <laughs> so they know his weak his kryptonite is roadblocks. <laughs> so so he's told them about the roadblock, and he highwayman just like, hey, that's leading that his trap is actually my trap somehow. So okay, so we get this whole scene where. All the cop cars don't work because they overheated. Wyatt has a whole like squad of other cars waiting. <laughs> like, what was that about? What's this plan? Just for that AC gag? They did right. that whole thing? Right. It doesn't make any fucking sense. He gets surrounded. Literally, 100 cops surround him in vehicles that are functioning. And he's like, well, it looks like I'm fucked. Or am I? Uh, bureaucracy. One, two, three, bureaucracy. Is my line fucked right now? This, this transmission won't go through. This wouldn't work out this well. But anyways, it does work out this well. He gets through. And Calls they- in permission. Apparently for a guy who does does his own thing, he's asking for permission a lot. Yeah, good point. For a person who's supposed to be his own man, he's constantly, hey, please do this. All right, we're hour 23 into this episode. We've hour been- Oh, I'm talking about the episode. We're, I know. We're, I was just show. trying to say, like, we're right there. We're, we're 10 minutes behind. Well, good. I That's thought this bad. was going to be a really long episode. Yeah. So uh, we're, we've been Five teased constantly with this super high-tech vehicle. We're like, when are we going to see? All we're seeing is we see the visit the stealth mode, which, by the way, gets totally forgotten about when it becomes a series. Stealth, they couldn't afford the green screen anymore. Goddamn right. And so here we go, people. We've been waiting for it. The fucking there's like the thing that holds the helicopter onto the the rig opens up. Yes. Slow as fuck. Oh yeah. The the the, the uh, it's not the is it the propeller where the rotors. Uh yeah. I, come up. Start spinning. Wyatt's just sitting there in awe watching it. He. Whew. They then they start flying. I don't know how did the, did the tail just unfold because there's like, like there's like the tail with the rear rotor. I'm trying so hard to make this fantastic. <laughs> this fucking sucks. Oh my god! It starts flying. That's when Wyatt tells him to start shooting 
But apparently, there is a bulletproof helicopter. Invisible because... bulletproof. Yeah, sure. Why not? Okay, so all right, we we've seen the coolest helicopter of all. Has no weaponry on it. No he one wants to fuck this helicopter. Howie Man literally has to pull out his gun and start shooting at the cop cars because there's nothing on this fucking helicopter. There's no missiles on it or anything. It's just a fucking helicopter. Boring. It's just to get away. And you know what? It's boring in an action show. So where does he get to go? Back to the fucking base. But he blows up every cop car with his lawgiver. You're right. Gone. Right. With his rocket launcher la- ro- <laughs> rocket launcher, launcher shotgun. I can't get that out of my mouth. So Nanny's going to go back to the bank because they have. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. Because we learn. Yeah, we learn later on here. Okay. They go back to the bank. And they, uh, they, uh, the boys are waiting for him. Bows, bows, bows. The blue, bows, blue bullet boys. <laughs> Why is this so full of tongue twisters and so awful? This is not the night. We should have not done this. <laughs> well, we didn't know fucking our friends were going to come over. We are going to talk to them for two fucking hours. We, I mean, if we would have known Pigeon was coming yeah. over, we would have known it had been two hours. I love that, man. So they arrive, and the boys are waiting, and they go to the vault. And this is where we learn that Bo never took any money out of the bank at all. Right. He actually just moved them from Merrick's safety deposit boxes to some other ones he somehow opened. I don't know. Somehow, because they explained it. The keys, for some reason, were in all of these. I think Angela must have done it. But how did she get the people who own the safety deposit boxes keys? It's such a fucking... Like these guys clearly wrote the first half, then the they sent in Ryan Johnson and his crew to finish it, and they're like, "Wait, what is going on in this first half?" And they had to just put whatever together to conclude it. So, like, there's like fourteen million dollars in there of Merrick's money. He's like, "This is pr- there's no fucking proof. You just you just you have money. That's it. How That's do you it. prove it's cash? There's is no it marked bills. There's no paper trail at all. Paper trail, marked bills. Is there an ink capsule in there?" And also, he points out that he took the farmer's money and put it in one of the... Why? Why? I don't... It's just so fucking So somehow, I don't know, apparently in this world, if you attempt to rob a bank, but you don't take anything... You pull guns on people, but you don't take any money out, that's not a crime. Yes. So Highway Man goes, in fact, they found your money. I think you owe these men a reward. That's right. That's right. And like, what? what the fuck are they talking about? Right. That's like when uh, your dog gets attacked and you <laughs> alert people to it. They say. And they tell me your dog needs to be killed in order for us yes. to do anything about it. Otherwise, it's your problem. You're actually the problem. You should avoid that situation altogether. You should have known a dog was going to. We're talking about a situation I actually had yeah, in this real is life real. yesterday. Dog will jump a fence and attack your dog. That's your fault. Blame the victim. Uh, I didn't. I wasn't gonna say this, but I am going to. Murray was asking for it. He was wearing a mesh shirt, uh, assless chaps, of course, because what other chaps are there? And he was wearing a red bandana. No, it was a brown bandana, oh. which means I'm into walking dogs. Oh, <laughs> because if you wear it in your right, you're into walking dogs. If you wear it in your left, you're into being walked like a dog. <laughs> You want your dog to walk you. Right. So if you walked a human as a dog? It isn't Never every, mind. Hasn't Murray, everybody, it's, not, it's not that episode. Hasn't it's, everybody done that? It's not that episode. You scared enough people off with cruising. That's right. So, all right. 
we're gonna we're wrapping up. We're wrapping, wrapping up. up. Merrick is finally taking off. He's like, look, I, I got all he 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 gets all his stolen cars onto like one of those car carriers. There's like a dozen cars. This is probably where the whole budget of the episode went. They destroy like a dozen cars. Yeah, they do. Boring. Like if you were bored already, we're gonna bore you some more because Highwayman gets in his. This would be the perfect time to reveal his super fast sports car. Like, open up the back, show us what's in there, and then have him chase after Merrick. No, he slowly chases in his semi. Yes. So, all right. So, Merrick, of course, they're on a road that's like, there's a cliff on one side. California, classic roads, cliff sides. Merrick is being one of those douches that, like, he gets... We've all seen this on the highway. I get to decide how fast everybody goes. Yeah. So they're going super slow on the highway. Studies and have shown const- that's a rich person problem, too. I'm not surprised at all because yeah. they control the world. Exactly. You know? So I get to decide, even if I'm driving fucking 20 miles under the speed limit. First of all, if you're ever oh on the God. fucking freeway and you're driving anywhere below the speed limit, get the fuck off the goddamn freeway. Yeah. You don't have to speed, but you better be going the fucking speed limit. Any lane. There's nothing more infuriating. Unless you're getting off, in which case you should be merging off and not staying in that lane, slowing down for a mile. And by the way, let people fucking merge, assholes. That's how accidents happen. You know those fucking people that like they'll like they'll keep keeping they'll speed with, with you. you. Yeah, they'll go yeah. fast as you and they'll slow down. I fucking hate that because it's like when you're entering, you're like, I'm adjusting to you in the left. Well, your lane. lane is ending. What are you supposed to do? Right, you're supposed and you're supposed to let people merge. I, I'm sorry, Legally. I hate that you did this because I have too many <laughs> feelings about this. When you're driving, you're supposed to do every normal move, so I can expect things out of you. So yeah. when you stop at a, a a street where you don't have a stop sign, it's like, no, I stop. I have stop sign. You don't. And they're like trying to wave you on like, hey, I'm being really nice right now. It's like, no, do the normal motion, please, for the love of God. Because, yeah. oh, I hate that shit. Do the normal thing you're supposed to do. When you're in the far right lane, you're still supposed to go to the speed limit. I coming on the on-ramp, I adjust to you. You're, well, the thing is, no matter what speed, whatever, you're supposed to allow people to merge. Yeah, yeah. No, obviously, you're, you're not still supposed, supposed to, to like adjust to you. You're supposed to like either get into another lane if you don't want to like slow down. Yeah, or fucking let them in. Like you might have to, because we have some weird freeways here. This is how I got in accidents with my previous cars because of the weird uh, entrance and off ramps in Ann Arbor, where it's like you literally have a hundred feet from an entrance ramp yeah, to I, an exit ramp. There's one, yeah. We're getting way too into Michigan. We really Bulls. are. But there is, yeah, there's one near, near the Silver Dome, which is like literally 100 feet, and you have to speed up yes. 100 feet. Yeah. yeah. That's, Dangerous is all yeah. fuck, especially with how bad our winters get with the yeah. sleek roads, all that bullshit. But who cares? <laughs> We're finishing this episode. Well, it's appropriate for the highway, man, that we talk about the highway. You know what it is? I it's wish. actually more interesting than this, this show was. It's the most animated we got. I forgot yeah. I have to pee when we started getting into this. So Merrick is just weaving back and forth, but the Howie Man finally gets up. So Howie Man is in between. I don't even know what happens in this scene. Howie Man somehow gets in between the cliffside and Merrick. And then somehow he runs Merrick off the road. All the cars crush over, blow up. What a waste. 
Yeah, you literally see like a dozen like sports cars. This is probably half the budget probably went to this shitty scene. Right. Get blown up down a cliff face. Don't worry, we have good conclusion for the time of garlic or whatever the fuck it was called. Bo is made the sheriff. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Like, why? Uh, no one seems to care or know him. Why is he made the sheriff? It isn't like the end of Fury Road where they're like, hey, we know Furio, so let's make her the new fucking Morton <laughs> Joe. This is just like, who? Okay. Well, you have been arrested, so you know about the law. Right. So, I, okay, there we go. You know, it's the and inside while of that's cell. going on, Trav is inside the highway mobile, and he's just doing what kids do, like, like, like fucking Playing with, with the switches and everything. If this was fucking the Interceptor, he would have blown up. And he goes, like, he's, he's pretending he's the highway man. So he's like, stealth mode. And the guys hear it at, you know, on the satellites. They're like, apparently that's all you need. Like, why do you need permission? Because they'll give it to you no matter what. Right. They're like, it, highway man, did your balls fall off? Why are you, why is your voice so high? To you know? bring it back to a Simpsons gag, there was the moment where Bart shows up at a construction site and goes, hey, dump some men over there. And then the guy shows up, you know, the actual lead and goes, what the fuck? Why did you guys do that? Do you think I sound like a 12-year-old? And it's Bart's voice. You know, it's Nancy Cartwright or whatever. But yeah. doing Bart's voice. That was the gag. Travis just gets away with it. The bureaucracy yeah. is just like, I don't give a shit. He right. said <laughs> he said invisibility. So invisibility. Yeah. And and then... Uh, Bo freaks out. Even like... Uh, yeah, Howie Man just laughs. He's like, yeah, your son's fucking balls probably won't work because of the radiation, but... It's a funny fucking gag, ain't it? I can't see your son. Hey, Travis, are you in there? Honk, honk. And we all laugh a little. And now we got to wrap it up. Highwayman's back on the highway. Don is checking in with him. And he's just like, Don, why can't I get these gadgets removed? I just want to be a highwayman and ride the roads. And then we get that nice, smooth, deep William Conrad voice. This is the story and legend of the highwayman. And that, my people, was enough to get 10 episodes greenlit on network TV. How the fuck? Uh, we did it for way longer than we should have. It well, probably... we, what we did learn, they learned that this episode sucked because they fired everybody they but did. Sam Jones. They did. They learned, They fired all the people who could have totally made it into totally changed a good the show. premise of the show. It became more of a, like a Road Warrior post-apocalyptic show. For real, you guys are the true champions because you listen to us <laughs> blabber on about it and especially Michigan Highways for an hour and 45 minutes. It's going to make you appreciate Road Warrior so much more, though. Oh, That's we, why we did it. We took you down to the depths. We're going to take you soaring to the heights of heaven that, Wednesday. You know, that really is a good point. We yeah. really did drag you down to the dredges of just the bullshit knockoffs of the Road right. Warrior. We showed you the worst that Road Warrior has to offer. Right. And now you're going to get the best. You're going to get the real McCoy. So, and hey, you could have been taking notes for this show, people. So you think you had it bad. We had a take notes yeah we did notes we did fucking um uh, we were so viewings. excited oh. all our favorites all the g&g favorites were in this show we were like you can't go wrong with wings piper and Brandscombe. apparently you can this is a rain on our parade our cake was pissed on our ice cream was shattered it was every bad 
build up and let down possible. Not anything exciting happened. So in this frustrating, episode. but it leads into so many conversations you will be hearing this Wednesday in a beautiful fifth anniversary episode of the Road Warrior, where we talk about a much better dystopian future that my god i hope we never visit but we probably will and until you guys get the chance to let that just grace over your beautiful earballs i'm listening